The verdict is in, but will President Trump accept it? Plus, the New York Attorney General takes Donald Trump to court and is the president now defending North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. This is the State of America tonight. It'll be a, a lengthy report and a careful report. It's taken this report more than a year, the FBI's handling of the Hillary Clinton email investigation. Republicans have already been spinning it. The Attorney General of New York is filing suit against Donald J. Trump Foundation. The president is going to be in danger as his administration continues of being hauled into these local lawsuits. The president of the United States saluting North Korea. He's given the North Koreans a video opportunity here. He seems to go out of the way to praise Kim Jong-un. He's a very smart guy. He's a great negotiator. But I think we understand each other. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. Tour viewers watching around the world, this is State of America tonight. It's President Trump's 72nd birthday, and nothing says happy birthday like cake, uh, ice cream, and a 500-page Justice Department Inspector General's report, right? You hear me? Well, that is exactly what Donald Trump was wishing for this year. The IG releasing its long-anticipated report on how the Justice Department handled the Hillary Clinton email investigation, an internal look at the FBI, James Comey, and more. Trump already making clear even beforehand what he was hoping for. Look, he's a very dishonest man. I've been saying it for a long time. I think I did our country a great fire, a really great favor when I fired him. And uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the report says. But I guess it just got announced it's coming out on June 14th. So that'll be maybe a nice birthday present. Who knows? Also, before the report went public, Attorney General Jeff Sessions made this prediction. I think it will help us uh, better fix any problems that we have and reassure the American people uh, that some of the concerns that have been raised are not true. So who's that message for? Congress? The FBI? The president? Maybe. Regardless, the report is now out. It is every bit. Is it every bit the birthday gift that President Trump was wishing for? Well, you can be the judge. The report slams James Comey for not following department policy when he spoke about the investigation into Hillary Clinton, not once, but twice. But the report also adds this. In part, we found no evidence that the conclusions by department prosecutors were affected by bias or other improper considerations. Translation to Trump's claim that politically motivated FBI agents worked together to let Hillary Clinton off the hook. The IG found nothing to back up that theory. And while the report says Comey was not motivated by politics, Democratic Congressman Jim Himes says that's not going to stop the president and his allies. Though the president will use this to show bias in the FBI, if you look at the big picture, you can say to yourself, wait a minute, whether what Jim Comey did was right or wrong, and I actually think he probably violated procedure in ways that I I think were probably wrong, uh, there is a credible argument that his actions handed the presidency to Donald Trump. To be clear, that question was not answered in the inspector general's report. So is this all done? Finito, put a fork in it. Final word on the email scandal. Don't be silly. This is Washington we're talking about here. Here is Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. If he finds systematic abuse uh, uh, at Department of Justice and FBI, then who's going to do something about it? I just I think you would need some independent eyes. 
That, my friends, is another way of saying let's get another special counsel. So if the IG report is the gift that fits but doesn't quite fit for President Trump, is this next one the gift that the president just plain old doesn't want? The New York attorney general has now sued the president and his adult children, accusing them of breaking federal and state charity laws, or as the suit puts it, quote, a pattern of persistent illegal conduct occurring over more than a decade to benefit Mr. Trump's personal and business interests. This includes unlawful political coordination with Donald Trump's presidential campaign. In a statement, the AG put, said this in part, The Trump Foundation was little more than a checkbook for payments from Mr. Trump or his business to nonprofits, regardless of their purpose or legality. Here's the attorney general herself. We brought this case when we were confident that we had the evidence and the legal uh, arguments to back it up. Now, one former FBI special agent says a case like this one is all about following the money. Private foundations raise money mostly from private donors who are coming in and they're told that your money is going to go to X, Y, or Z. If that money is instead funneled back around, their donations are funneled back around into your own businesses, then you start to violate uh, the laws that are in place to prevent using charities for self-dealing. And as you might expect, the president is fighting back, calling the lawsuit ridiculous, politically motivated, promising he will not settle, something Donald Trump often has promised about another lawsuit that he faced against his for-profit university way back when. In March of 2016, Donald Trump said about that one, this is a case I could have settled very easily, but I don't settle cases very easily when I'm right. That, of course, was true until he did settle in April of this year, settling that lawsuit for $25 million. So let's see which Donald Trump has the final word this time around. One former federal prosecutor says the fact that this is another civil case could mean a whole new headache for the president and his family. There's precedent that he can't stop a civil case from going forward. That's the uh, ghosts from the Clinton era coming back to haunt him. I think it's very troubling that they're talking about this collusion with the senior Trump Uh, executives with regard to campaign donations, because that could raise problems with campaign finance laws, and that has the potential for growing criminal. So I think there are two tracks we're looking at now. So from that gift, he's likely to return to the gift that just keeps on giving. North Korea, the president, has had a lot to say about Kim Jong-un before, during, and after their summit. But what is he trying to say here to Fox News? You call people sometimes killers. He, you know, he is a killer. I mean, he, he's clearly well, he's a, executing he's people. He's a tough and, guy. Hey, when you take over a country, tough country, with tough people, and you take it over from your father, I don't care who you are, what you are, how much of an advantage you have. If you can do that at 27 years old, you, I mean, that's one in 10,000 that could do that. So he's a very smart guy. He's a great negotiator. But I think we understand each other. But him, he's still some, done some really bad things. Yeah, but so have a lot of other people done some really bad things. Speaking out against human rights abuses, dodging an uncomfortable question in the midst of sensitive negotiations, none of the above. This also doesn't sound unfamiliar from President Trump. Here's President Trump when asked a similar question about Vladimir Putin. Do you respect Putin? I do respect him. Do you? But Why? I, well, I respect a lot of people. 
But that doesn't mean I'm going to get along with him. He's a leader of his country. Uh, I say it's better to get along with Russia than not. Putin's a killer. A lot of killers. You get a lot of killers. Why, you think our country's so innocent? As for Trump's take on Kim now, Republican lawmakers seem to be making the case once again that you should take the president seriously, but not literally. I don't agree with that statement, of course. I, I just don't. Um, the reality is he is correct in the world that that type of thing does happen even today. We may not, you know, in America, you know, a lot of times we sort of live in a bubble sometimes. But the reality is there are bad people all around the world and they do brutal things like that. But that doesn't make it right. Democratic Congressman says Democratic Congressman Jim Himes. It sends a signal to every bad actor and tin pot dictator in the world that, hey, maybe it's okay for me to do what I want to do in Damascus or in Africa or in China. You know, this country, you can negotiate with North Korea without giving up on our ideals and our values. And and sadly, I think the president, you know, threw that whole concept under the bus. And I don't know what kind of gift then this one is. North Korean state TV releasing new video behind the scenes of the summit of President Trump saluting a North Korean general. Got a lot of attention over here. A U.S. official telling CNN that the president was briefed on protocol, which is not to salute military officers from other countries. But the White House also says they don't see it as a mistake, but rather a sign of respect. Here's the former spokesman for the defense and state departments under President Obama. He's played right into the Norse propaganda mm. about their legitimacy on the so, world stage. He should have just nodded his head when the general uh, saluted and, and reached out his hand and, 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 and at a handshake. That's the appropriate thing. Look, he's the commander in chief. He doesn't even salute his own generals. They salute him. That's the way it works. Uh, and uh, you certainly don't do it with, with leaders of foreign militaries and most right. certainly don't do it with the leaders of foreign militaries uh, of an adversary nation. So it looks like President Trump is wrapping up his birthday with a whole bunch of gifts. Some he wants, some he doesn't, and some it might prove hard for him to re-gift. But chin up, Mr. President. There's always next year. Let's get a bit more, though, on the Inspector General's report, because a lot of people are still reading through that good old 500 pages of coming from the IG. Ryan Nobles is at the White House. He's got more detail. Uh, the White House responding. We're waiting for that. But we're also getting some response from one of the chief targets in this Inspector General's report, Ryan, James Comey. Yeah, that's right, Kate. We're still waiting for some sort of response from the White House. That hasn't come as of yet. Uh, We're told that the president and his legal team are going to go through the report a bit before they actually weigh in. But you're right. James Comey uh, has weighed in with a lengthy response in The New York Times, an editorial where he responds to some of this uh, inspector general report. And, And basically the top line message from James Comey is that he appreciates the work of the inspector general. He agrees with the report. Uh, for the most part, but he argues that while what he did may have been against FBI and Department of Justice procedures, that he did it for the betterment of the com- of, of the country and of the FBI. Uh, he said, uh, he says, quote, nothing in the inspector general's report makes me think that we did the wrong thing in how he announced uh, the Clinton probe. And of course, the inspector general's report is very specific uh, that uh, Comey essentially aired uh, when he announced their decision uh, not to investigate uh, or to conclude the uh, Hillary Clinton email investigation, and that he made a mistake when he went to Congress and informed them of the decision to reopen the Clinton email investigation just shortly before the election. And uh, Comey has said uh, in multiple interviews over the course uh, of his book rollout that while he knew that he was taking a risk and that some 
some would be very critical of that decision making. He found himself uh, between a rock and a hard place and he had no other option uh, than to go forward with those decisions because he was hoping that it would remove him uh, of any kind of political criticism. Of course, it didn't work that way. So essentially, uh, the message here from James Comey, he appreciates the work of the inspector general, but he wants to make it clear that he did nothing criminally wrong. And while he understands their viewpoint uh, that he was going against uh, normal procedures and protocols of the agency, that he still feels that he did the right thing. Kate? All right. Ryan, great to see you. Let's now hear what the president has to say in response to this. If you think that is the last you're going to hear about Hillary Clinton and her emails, you haven't been watching this show. Where this all goes from here, the panel's next. judgment, yes. Political bias in the findings, no. That's the verdict from the big internal report in the FBI's probe of Hillary Clinton's emails. Democrats say it shows the FBI helped elect Donald Trump. Republicans say it shows the FBI can't be trusted then, now, and when, definitely when it comes to Donald Trump's ties to Russia. The panel tonight, Simone Sanders, CNN political commentator, former press secretary for Bernie Sanders' presidential campaign. Lonnie Chen is a former public policy director for Republican Mitt Romney. Mark Preston is CNN's senior political analyst, and also with us is radio talk show host John Phillips. Great to see you all. Mark, poor judgment, no political bias. Who wins this? Well, I think everyone wins a little bit if you are a, uh, a, a, a Republican, a Donald Trump Republican, who then seizes upon uh, what they can and cherry pick out of this report to try to make the case that everyone, including the quote unquote deep state, is against uh, Donald Trump. But if you read it like a sane person, uh, you would realize that uh, there was no political bias, which really has been the hammer that Donald Trump has been trying to hit the FBI and, and, and quite frankly, the establishment here in Washington, D.C. since the first day he got into office. So true. Lonnie, what does the White House do with this now? Well, I think they use it uh, for what Mark said. There are various proof points that they will pull out of it to say, look, there was wrongdoing at the Justice Department during the election. Uh, an independent study has shown that. I think they will seize on this specific email from the FBI agent, Peter Strzok, who basically says, we will stop Trump. And I think that is uh, a piece of gold for the White House, quite frankly. Now, whether they read the rest of the report or use the rest of the report is kind of not the issue. The question is, what nuggets can they take from it to deploy in support of the president's argument? And I think there is enough here for them to use in that way cherry picking the art of successful politics then now and forever john one democratic senator briefed on this uh coming out of the briefing uh, about this report said i hope this will put to rest the suggestions that there is some deep state conspiracy at the fbi and the justice department if that is the conclusion of the ig shouldn't that should that be the shouldn't that be the case regardless of cherry picking for political purposes shouldn't that be the case Oh, no, this baby's just getting started. Uh, I've heard of the Twinkie defense before, but after reading what was written in the New York Times by Jim Comey, he pretty much gave the Burger King defense, which was sometimes you got to break the rules. He acknowledged that he didn't follow department protocol and, and, and insists that he still did the right thing. The firing of Jim Comey that Donald Trump did and, 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 and executed is something that was clearly the right thing to do when you read this report and when you look at the fact that this guy doesn't follow the rules. And by the way, after reading this report, I believe that Hillary Clinton would have fired him had she been elected president. 
I actually am left wondering this. Um, one of the things coming out of this, does this does this now, Simone, put President Trump on more solid footing for why he fi- fired James Comey? No, absolutely not, because we have Donald Trump's own words that told us why he fired James Comey and speaking with Lester Holt. He said, I thought about this Russia thing and I was like, you know, that the Russia thing it doesn't it's a witch hunt. So I fired him like he told us why he he fired James Comey. So we frankly don't need a 500 page, you know, IG report to, to tell us otherwise. I think what this report does does do, though, um, is it, it, it is it tells us it, it expands upon what it is we already know. We already knew that the FBI egregiously mishandled the 20th. 2016 uh, race. What we already knew um, that James Comey, because he told us he didn't make political calculations. I frankly don't think James Comey has a political bone in his body, and that is why he continues to fumble the ball uh, when it comes to politics here. And I think that's what the IG report um, told us as well. So, look, it's 500 pages. I haven't read it. Uh, (laughs) I look forward to combing through it. But Donald Trump fired James Comey because of Russia, and full stop. He told us that already. But this comes down to this gets the whole crux of why this was investigated, right? The whole point of this whole thing comes down to trust. Trust in our institutions, trust in our politicians, trust in the FBI, trust in, trust, trust in, yeah, trust in the whole darn thing, Lonnie. Do you trust in, do you trust the inspector general? Because we can't trust politicians. We are all, we're not, we're not that stupid. But can we trust the inspector general? Yeah. Well, look, I think we should. The, the position, the inspector general position, this is a position that exists in many uh, executive agencies in the U.S. This is an official that is supposed to be appointed specifically because they are divorced from politics, specifically because their job is to conduct independent investigations of malfeasance within executive agencies. Now, bear in mind, this is an appointee of Barack Obama. Yes, it's a, pre- a presidential appointee. But again, you're picking people for their independence, not because of their politics. I certainly think the inspector general, Michael Horowitz, in this case, is the inspector general of the Department of Justice, is trustworthy. I hope it'll restore uh, our faith in institutions, Kate, but I'm not holding my breath. Don't hold your breath, please. It gets, it gets no. ugly here when we hold our breath for anything that comes out of Washington. <laughs> Guys, stick around. I got more for you. Hold on. Coming up, the president says it's a political attack. New York's top prosecutor says she's got the goods and it's bad for Donald Trump. How the president's brand new legal headache goes into uncharted territory for him. I will say that the press should be ashamed of themselves. Instead of being like, thank you very much, Mr. Trump, or Trump did a good job. Everyone say, who got it, who got it, who got it? And you make me look very bad. I have never received such bad publicity for doing such a good job. That was candidate Trump back in May of 2016, dismissing questions about his charitable giving by attacking the media. Well, today there are many more questions that he's facing. And now that the attorney general of the president's home state has filed a lawsuit claiming that the president and his adult children broke the law by misusing money donated to their charitable foundation. Let's get back to it. Mark. In the uh, in in the lawsuit, you it talks about one of the charity charitable events that the president hosted in Iowa for veterans. You were there, and this is now one of the things that's at the center of this lawsuit he's facing, and a big chunk of money they're saying he needs to. He, they want him to repay. 
Right. And the attorney general, the New York attorney general, is saying that uh, he used this charity for his own personal purposes. In this case, it would be the purposes of his own political uh, uh, ambitions and to help his uh, his presidential campaign. But that was uh, the night where Fox News was hosting a presidential debate uh, and, and President Trump was very upset at the network and decided not to do it. So he held his own event, which was to raise money for veterans charities, uh, which was basically a big rally for Donald Trump uh, to bask in and to glow in. So uh, this is particularly troublesome and, and it is concerning. And uh, the most interesting thing that I think that comes out of this is that if you can imagine the president of the United States, if this were to happen, if he were to be convicted uh, and everything were to go through, he would be unable to run a charity for 10 years. The most powerful man in the world would be unable to run a charity in the U.S. for 10 years. Yeah, can't be trusted to run a charity, can be trusted to run the country. Gotcha. Uh, John, the president calls this ridiculous. Um, that doesn't mean it's going away. That's the thing about a civil suit. <laughs> Well, the, the president has denied these allegations, says he's going to mount a vigorous defense. I would remind you of the quote that Tip O'Neill gave us, which is all politics are local. And if you're the attorney general of a state, you're an elected representative. They have to run for, for re-election. And this is a very blue state. It's an open seat because the previous incumbent, Eric Schneiderman, decided to play his fight club sex games. So someone is going to try to get elected to this office. And there's no better way, Democrats believe, in this climate to get elected than to run against President Donald Trump, even if you're running for a state office, not a federal office. <laughs> well, one, you know, John knows that's not true. Democrats all across the country are actually running for things uh, this go around and not necessarily against the president. But what we have here, um, this case was actually laid out in the Washington Post by um, a reporter, Farenthal, during the campaign. The only reason we know about the misappropriation, if you will, of funds from the Trump Foundation and the redirecting of funds for Donald Trump to buy a painting of himself um, is because of the reporting that was done. And so uh, because of that good reporting, it was laid out and the case was very clear for the New York attorney general, regardless of who he or she may be. And so I think um, this could spell real trouble for um, the Trump Foundation what? and folks in the Trump orbit, because this could lend itself to campaign finance violations. We don't know how deep the rabbit hole goes, Kate. We don't know. <laughs> we definitely don't. But I will say this, just as you said, the, the details, much of the detail of this came out because of some amazing reporting by Washington Post reporter David Farenthold during the election. He still got elected Lonnie, and I'm sitting here thinking, what would this have meant for a Mitt Romney to be slapped with a lawsuit in allegations of charitable misuse of charitable funds from his home state? Forget if he had been elected president just during the election. That it's just another example of we are in unchartered territory. We're in completely uncharted territory. I mean, first of all, Kate, I'd, I'd like to think that Mitt Romney would never be in this position. But second I'm of all, I'm pretty sure he probably I, wouldn't I, look, be considering think, his history. Yeah, yeah look. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and look, I think that, that this is the question everyone wonders. Probably your viewers are all wondering, does it matter at all? Does it matter at all to the president's ability to get things done? Does it matter at all? Uh, you know, yes, we'll talk about it. Yes, it will be a distraction. But it fundamentally does not alter the course of what the president's trying to do, either in foreign policy or domestic policy. This president's going to continue to execute on his agenda. And yes, it will be a distraction. But no, I don't think it matters. And that's why I think people from abroad are beginning, maybe, to have a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, starting to ignore some of this stuff, because frankly, I just don't know that it will matter uh, in the day to day of the presidency and what will happen here in the United States. I know. States. But when it comes to there is just something so untoward about swindling people out of money when they give to a charity allegations, 
But that is what he's being accused of by the New York Attorney General. That's all I'm saying. Mark, final thought. Well, you know, listen, just a couple of days ago, we heard uh, the president come out and say the press was the enemy of the people. We know why he thinks that. Reporting from Farenthold from The Washington Post about this, uh, the reporting all uh, throughout the campaign, including the Access Hollywood tape, one thing after another, he doesn't look at us as allies. Words no longer matter. Thanks, everybody. That's the state of America tonight. It sure is uplifting always. Day 511 of President Trump's administration, and it's also 145 days until the midterm elections. That's the state of America. We'll see you back here tomorrow.